Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, you have uh, so many uh, topics that you've written on over the years. What what really gets the most um, attention and the most um, uh, traction, I guess, as a, a topic that, that people want to hear about the most? Well, I think what I get in, in terms of people commenting is uh, the topic of forgiveness, but it's primarily more uh, an understanding of what it's not. Um, and we get a lot of comment on verbal and emotional abuse, which really surprised me because I initially, of the first 96 topics we did, that wasn't even in there. And then all of a sudden we kept getting the requests for verbal and emotional abuse. I thought, well, I certainly miss that. Um, I, I think it's because, I, I, and I've said this before, um, I remember the first time I taught on forgiveness, I said, what, how do you describe forgiveness? What, what would be your definition? And the first thing I heard was, it means being a doormat. Hmm. And I was shocked. I didn't expect that. It was a, you know, a, a group of, I don't know how many, but we'll say 60, 80, whatever, ever, but um, uh, being a doormat. And then the, uh, two persons later said, it means being a weak martyr. And I was, <laughs> again, hmm. I, I just was surprised. Um, now, I know what it's like to not understand forgiveness. At the same time, um, in fact, in our definitions, our, our our format of our written materials is definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions. Well, under the definitions, we do define what it is, but we have also what forgiveness is not. And I have probably fifteen, and, and I got them many times from either speaking, whether it's our radio program here, or uh, just speaking. Uh, for example, I thought it would be letting the guilty off the hook. And I said that. Hmm. Uh, that uh, it didn't seem right to me. Forgiveness didn't seem right. So it's just letting the guilty off the hook uh, without call, calling them to accountability. But it's then I come back and explain that it's it's instead moving the guilty from our hook to God's hook because he's the one who said it's mine to avenge I will repay but he tells us bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another forgive as the Lord forgave you um, I, I think in terms of uh, Jeff the, the confusion and this is this is very typical. Uh, there are those who say forgiveness, um, they, they assume it's the same as reconciliation. Oh, yes. And 
we've heard this many times on this program when we really get into it, and that's why some refuse to forgive. And I, um, I, I've uh, even said, told about this, the book I wrote, How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It, because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it. Um, I, I said that a book reviewer sent me a letter before the book came out and said, I'm a book reviewer. And I didn't think I would get that much out of this book. I thought I knew about forgiveness. He said, but it stunned me. This man was expressing appreciation. He said, I thought I could not ever forgive this person because I thought I had to be willing to reconcile, and I knew that would be impossible. And he then he said, but you explained clearly that forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. It takes two to reconcile, only one to forgive, and it's a matter of, in fact, we have a major section on that in our, in our keys. We call them keys, keys unlock doors. And uh, we explained that forgiveness is a gift, a free gift to one who's broken trust. Reconciliation is a restored relationship based on, here's your key, restored trust. And that means um, with reconciliation, it involves a change in behavior by the offender, whereas forgiveness involves just a change of thinking of what we really need to do that's right before God. But reconciliation involves not just a change in thinking, but a change in behavior by the offender. So I think my opinion is it has set people free so many times because they recognize they've had a wrong mindset, a wrong understanding. Forgiveness is uh, literally dismissing a debt. It's um, it's literally releasing your resentment toward your offender. The word forgive means release. So um, you didn't ask for all that, but I'm giving <laughs> it to you as an answer. Because it, it, it involves such a variety of different things where people were mistaken as to what it means. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org. 
No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend a couple of our resources to you. We have the Keys for Living on Forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. Also, a related topic, but not the same thing as June was talking about, is the topic of reconciliation. The keys for living there are called Rebuilding the Broken Relationships. And you can get those keys for living from customer support by calling them at 800-488-HOPE and ordering from them. Or maybe if there's some other topic you'd like to get some information on, they'll be happy to help you. We invite you to call 800-917 to get on the program here. We'd like to talk with you on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. That's 800-917. Let's get to our caller for tonight. This evening, we welcome Marie. Well, hello, Marie. Welcome to Hope. Oh, June, this has been phenomenal. I have long since desired to be on your program. Well, my goodness. You are the queen of counseling. (laughs) Well, I just know that we all need counsel. The Bible says, first seek the counsel of the Lord. And that's what I started doing at one point. And I just wanted to make sure I understood what God said first. And so I just say, anybody wants to join me, we'll all learn together. And you have done a phenomenal job. I used to get up every night at 11 o'clock when I was working. I first heard you at KHCB, Keeping Him Close By in Houston. Oh, yes. When you yes. first started airing. And you were just there broadcasting on the radio. And I say, God, she needs to talk to individuals. If she can't help but one person, that's better than not helping anyone. Mm. So before mm. I knew it, you were, uh, well, I came to Dallas from Houston, and I heard you because I was trying to find a radio station similar to what I left, and KHCB, I mean yes. KCBI, mm-hmm. came up, and I heard you. I said, oh, God, we've been reunited. <laughs> well, that blesses my heart. Thank you so much. Well, how my can pleasure. we help you? Well, how can we help you now, Marie? Well, I have had some real strong, tragic situations. 
I really got, well, as a child, I was my mother's favorite, and that made it bad for me with my siblings. Mm. And so I've been kind of like person walking around, like I would say, a thorn in my side. Mm. And I felt like people were picking on me and wounding me, and I was holding bitterness, and I learned that Jesus, I mean, God said, forgive, you know, all, and even told us how many times a day to forgive. <laughs> Mm. And I just want to make sure that I have no unforgiveness in my heart toward anybody on earth. Wow. Well, that that's uh, you know we. I'm going to say, may your tribe increase. <laughs> there are a lot of people. I wish I wish a whole lot of people could say that because there are some people who delight in being determined to be unforgiving or being against somebody, uh, I'm, I'm hearing that that's the opposite for you. You don't want to have to be against people you, or do things against people. You want to make sure well, that that's I'm, not... I'm patterning after my elder brother, Jesus the Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. He forgave, and even when he was dying on the cross, he asked his father to forgive them, for they know not what they do. And even if they know what they do, we're still supposed to forgive them. Mm. Well, it sounds to me like when you were, as you said, your mother's favorite, uh, and that can make it difficult for uh, for the other siblings uh, that can breed envy. Uh, Jealousy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so is that what you think you experienced growing up, that there was... Um, by the way, do you know the difference between envy and jealousy, Marie? I don't really know your definitions because you've written all of these awesome <laughs> books, uh, booklets. But envy to me, I tell you what, I don't even want to guess at it. I want your <laughs> wisdom to go forth. Okay, I want you to do this. I want you to cup your hands as best you can. I I realize you're on a phone, but imagine making like a cup with your two hands together. Okay. All right. Okay. Envy is empty hands craving to be filled. All right. Jealousy is full hands Fearing to be emptied. Whoa. Yeah. That's well put. Well, it not that interesting that when you think about it, envy, by the way, when we think of envy, we can think of the word covet. Uh, I mean, not that most people do, but that's where, where the Bible says, thou shalt not covet. Right. That mean, if you if you don't have something that your neighbor has, then all of a sudden you're coveting. Yeah, well, that's envy. Okay. Whereas, now, think about this. When we hear jealousy, typically, is that good or bad? Or it depends. That bad. Okay. That's the assumption. It's assumption that it's bad, but... I'm going to give you a scenario. 
Okay. I have I happen to know my co-worker, my uh, the the man who uh, talked with you on the phone, the man who uh, works with me, my my co-host Jeff. He's married. Okay. And his his wife is Amy. Well, All right. let's say there's some hussy who comes along and is trying to lure Jeff, Jeff Oliver, and she's batting her eyes and she's making a play for him, wanting her to be drawn to to her. And Uh now, if Amy happens to see she's in the same room, but she's thinking, what, you know, wait a minute, this is wrong. There, there is an appropriate jealousy, if you will. She can fear that her hands could get emptied. Do you understand? Yes. That her, her husband, they are united together, yes. husband and wife. But, you know, there are those who will try to take another person's mate. And they make plays and they go both ways. It could be toward a wife or toward a husband, you know, depending on the uh, really uh, the the selfishness of someone's heart, and they're not healthy. So, so in this case, it, I'll say it this way: envy is always wrong. Yes, jealousy can be protective to protect that which. You have a covenant relationship, husband and wife, and both are responsible. The husband and the wife are both responsible for protecting it. But sometimes there can be a naivety. A a wife can be naive. A husband could be naive and not realize what this other person is doing to try to draw that person away from that covenant relationship. Yeah. Now, you you didn't ask for all this, but you may. But you, we, I enjoy listening to you. You can just talk all you want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I can tell you is, at times, uh, when we have difficult relationships, we need to uh, determine what is my responsibility. And so, this is what I heard. I think I heard you say is, you want to be right before God in your relationships. Is that, in essence, what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Okay, well, explain to me what what sparked this within you. It's a wonderful desire, by the way. I have had the enemy attack me in so many ways, but the worst attack I had from him in my mind, he attacked my mind. I went to state hospital, mental hospital. Mm-hmm. I have been, since I came to Dallas in 2005, I am still under medical care. However, it's limited, and I told them before it was all, before it's all over, I was going to be completely free. My mind is going to be restored because God is a hard fixer, and he's a mind regulator. 
and he made me. And I said, I'm, I'm like Humpty Dumpty on the wall. I'm giving God all the pieces. And he's putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> and I'm going to be better than I've ever been. And I intend to give that enemy a fit. <laughs> well, you will give the Lord great joy, regardless of what the enemy thinks about it. What you're saying is you want to be right in all your relationships. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I know you talked about that you've had tragic situations, and that means that you're a realist, and it, I'm sure it was hard on you when you have siblings that are jealous. See, um, this is where they can be they can be envious of the favor that you had with your mother, that your mother expressed toward you. It made and, me think about Joseph and his brothers. Yep, I was thinking about that right then when I was saying it. That's what happened in the story of Joseph, who was given great favor. But he was his father's favorite. And there were here, we have all these other brothers. There were ten brothers. And then later, another brother came, Benjamin. But the point is, uh, his brothers, his siblings, uh, turned against him. One of them wanted to kill him. He wanted, yes. wanted him to be dead. Mm -hmm. It was that, that severe. So, but Reuben, the older one, saved him. Mm -hmm. He said, no, don't do this. So he had a plan, and he worked the plan, you know. So, but uh, what, so are there any of your siblings now where there seems to be a... A rivalry? A difficult, a difficult relationship, mm -hmm. a rivalry. Is that there is a, a my next older sister and I, we were born close together. We were about a year and a half between us. And my mom wanted us to be twins. So mm. she would dress us alike. And I envied that because I just didn't have that attitude toward her because she was always jealous of me. And she wants to look like me, at least at one time she did. And she showed me a picture and told me about her hairstyle. And says, I look like you. And I said to myself, that's not a compliment to me. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that he accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. 
We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of forgiveness, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the right resources for you. If there's something that has piqued your interest here on the program, or if there's maybe just a struggle that you're going through in life with some past hurt, that you're trying to deal with or a current relationship, anything you'd like to talk about here and get God's heart on that, we'd like to help you do that. The number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673 to find some resources that will help you. Let me recommend one of our keys for living on forgiveness. It's called Releasing You is Freeing Me. Also, June has written the book called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It, and that's available as you call customer support as well. They'll help you to get that on its way to you. If you'd like to email them, you can do that as well at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. And uh, they can get back to you, talk to you about what resources might be most helpful for you. I want to uh, let you know again about how to get in touch with the program here. If there is a question, a struggle you're having, and you'd like to learn more about it, uh, just see maybe how to move forward in a situation that you're, you're going through, call us at 800-917. We'd like to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. And we do have availability coming up the next few days. So let us help you with that. Again, 800-917 is the number to call, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Well, let's get back to our conversation now with Marie. Well, Marie, um, explain to me, because I, 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 I think when God um, wants us to look at something in particular, uh, evaluate, is this true of us or is it not true of us? Um, because He wants to fulfill us to be all He created us to be, uh, sometimes there will be something that will come up and we'll see something different. In other words, we'll uh, all of a sudden real think, hmm, did I do this or did I do... In other words, we, we are evaluating our own lives and seeing if, that our responses be what they should be in, in God's eyes. So um, is this something that's going on right now where the Lord is... 
like pointing a finger or or pressing your heart to evaluate certain things in your life in this vein? Because I used to take jealousy of negatively, offensively, even though the Lord said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Mm-hmm. I wanted to help the Lord out. And oh. even when I got to the point that I was tired of doing it that way and I wanted to do it on the Lord's side, do it the way God said, by forgiveness, I just didn't want to forgive this sister of mine because she was so hard on me. And mm-hmm. not too long ago, she told me, she says, and as much as I love the Lord, she told me, don't you ever tell, mention God's name. You don't know him. You, I don't want you to say God. I don't want you to say Jesus. I don't want you to say Holy Spirit. And that really pierced my heart. Mm. And I just say, God, I've got to get to the point where I can forgive her and show her love. And I just started just ignoring what she said mm-hmm. and just trying to love the hell out of her, the way I put it. <laughs> Literally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Literally. Yes. And so now she and I are getting along much better. But I wanted you to more or less put your eyes, your penetrating eyes on my situation because one time with my ex-husband, I thought I had forgiven him, and I was in conversation with this sister of mine, and it turned out that I hadn't forgiven him at all. I thought I had fully forgiven Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. and I didn't because... I was left to rear a child since she was nine months old. And uh, I just thought that he should be more accountable. But he he was given a small amount of, of, of uh, child support to pay. And I told him, you don't have to pay it. I didn't want him to have any obligation, any reason to come around me because he was de- wanting to deliver the money in my hand and I would want him to mail it. But since I got to the point that I wasn't going to accept it by his hand because that was just an opportunity for him to visit with me and I just said to myself, it's over. So I just did not want him to visit and since I didn't want him to visit, then he stopped coming around. And then he found a way, he found out about my daughter and what school she was going to in Houston. And he would go visit her on on the campus. And that went on for years, and she didn't tell me about it until she was in high school. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That, that secrets like that are not a joy at all. Um, they, no. They can feel like betrayal. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So what happened then? About my daughter? Yes, and and, and your ex-husband. Well, they, he kept on talking to her, and I just mm-hmm. decided I wasn't going to interfere with her relationship with him. Good. But I just didn't want him to be in my life. Okay. You know, I think the issue is we're going to have people do things that 
can hurt, that can, we can have betrayal. Now, was Jesus betrayed? Absolutely. Judas was betrayed he? him for 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he rejected? Oh, yes, he was rejected. Mm-hmm. He went through everything that we can go through. And that's the point. When you humbled your heart. Sin. Yes, without sin. With when we humble our hearts and receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, he comes into our lives. I remember the first time I heard this, I had, I had no knowledge of scripture. And when I learned that the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory, yes. I thought, in you, I was so surprised, in you, I only knew that Jesus, like, did miracles on earth. I just, and I barely knew that, because I was not in a church that taught the Bible. The Bible was yes. not taught in Sunday school. There, there was a Sunday school, but they just taught be a good citizen, you know, it, it was it was very unusual. When now, you know, in retrospect, once I got exposed to what many, many wonderful churches have to teach people the Word of God and truths of God, the principles of God, uh, the the life of Jesus, all these things that I knew nothing about until... I got in a biblically-based church. But the point is, when I saw it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, I, I, I said, I don't understand what that means. But he does come in like the Spirit of Christ comes to indwell us and counsel us in the way we should go. He convicts us when we're wrong. And we at times don't have the conscience that we need to have, well, that's the role of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit called the Spirit of Christ. Uh, yes. And um, so, and that, and that's a gift. You know, many times I'm going to be candid uh, with you, Marie. There's, there are a lot of people. If you say, "Is uh, is guilt good or bad?" Most people will say, "Well, it, that's not good." I say it's a gift. Okay. There's good, good guilt. In other words, let's say uh, let's say you're driving down a highway, uh-huh. and all of a sudden you look and you think, "Wait a minute, I'm going the wrong way. This part is a one way. I'm headed. Their car's headed toward me." Oh and wow! Now, wouldn't it be wonderful then if there's a sign that says, you know? do not enter, or you see signs that make it very clear to you, you've got to turn around. Because that's what repentance is. It's turning. Well, we at times need to recognize we're going the wrong way on a one-way street, and we Uh need to turn. We need a change of mind with a change of direction. And so I, I say guilt can be a great gift if it okay. enables us to be what God wants us to be and where God wants us to be and do what God wants us to do. When Does that he make wants sense? It. <laughs> yeah. So what is 
and I, I'm going to tell you something that I have uh, on rare occasion. Well, I used to pray this, and I still every once in a while do. And that is, may I see my sin as you see it. May I hate my sin as you hate it. That's a good prayer. Well, it dawned on me, I didn't hate my sin as he hates it. And I needed to make sure that I was open to change where God would want me to change. Yes. I'm for change. Good for you. That's the only thing that's going that's constant is change. <laughs> yeah. Some people say, oh, things will never change. Things will never change. And I say, no, no, no. No, life is a series of changes. It's also, that's what it is. It's also a series of choices. We can choose. Right. We need to choose God's way. So are you saying you you found out, you realized with your ex-husband that you had not com completely forgiven him and you wanted to have a clear conscience before God? Is that what you're saying? That is. And what happened, this older sister told me that I had not forgiven my ex-husband and I had to agree with her. She said, mm. when you've forgiven somebody... It's the way it was with Jesus and the disciples when Jesus told his disciples that one of you will betray me. And mm. each one of them invariably asked, Lord, is it I? Mm -hmm. Nobody said, we all know it's Judas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I had forgiven him because she could tell by my conversation that I had forgiven him. And now that I've grown more, toward my desire to forgive everybody of any and everything so that the enemy wouldn't have any foothold on me, mm -hmm. then I realize now that I can evaluate forgiveness. And I felt like I'm of the opinion that I've forgiven everybody. But like I said, I want to come under your scrutiny. Okay. I want you to do this. I'm gonna, when we come back, let me give uh, what I think, and I, by the way, I really respect what you've just said, that you want to have a pure heart before God. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. 
Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at one 800 917 That's 1-800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about uh, the topics on the program tonight, we have over 100 of our keys for living that will help you to address that topic or anything you might be dealing with in your life. Just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they can help you to get the right resources in your hands. We have the keys for living we're recommending tonight called Forgiveness, Releasing You is Freeing Me. And uh, they can help you to get that, uh, that uh, resource into your hands pretty quickly. And uh, their number again, 800-488-HOPE. Now, as we want to help you and help you help others, maybe there's uh, somebody you care about and you'd like to get some information for them as well. Talk to customer support about that, and uh, we'll help you to find out what resources would be best for someone else as you'd like to pass that along to them. The number, again, for our customer support team is 800-488-HOPE. Uh, returning now to tonight's conversation with Marie. Well, Marie, uh, it is very important what you're asking. Um, you're wanting, you, you're even inviting the Lord to look at your heart, and if there's anything offensive in any way, you want to change. Absolutely. That is so biblical. That is so right. Um, and because I think many times we can have what I would say would be a, um, we can have a performance. Okay. That looks good. But God knows the heart. Absolutely. I want the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I think the temptation for us as human beings, especially if we are excellent at doing something, if we are, um, if we have a forte in some area, it's so easy to have pride. I'm not talking about a healthy way of looking at this. I'm talking about the middle letter of the word pride uh, is what? <laughs> I. That's uh, what I will do. And you know, if the focus is 
it's all about me. Um, that's really going to get in the way of us having a right relationship with God. In fact, <clears throat> I have on occasion hired many people at our ministry. Um, I'm typically not hiring the people now, but okay. my, greatest, my greatest fear uh, was hiring somebody who was prideful. And I'll tell you why. The Bible says, in fact, this is, this is a huge, this is a key verse to consider. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And that's James 4, 6. But that verse is repeated several places in the Bible. Uh, sometimes said a little bit differently. But look, if God opposes the proud, well, if I've hired someone at our ministry and that person's prideful, then we could easily not have the blessing of God on our ministry. Does that make sense? You're right. Absolutely. That's the truth. That's biblical. So the truth is there's a lot said in the Bible about pride. And so I think it is, it, for me, uh, it, it doesn't matter if I'm, for example, I, I sing, I play the guitar, and, you know, well, it, it, it would be easy for me to exalt myself. I okay. Mean, comments, people are very gracious. But I, you know, I, I think, wait a minute, who gave me the ability to do that? Why, why, why wasn't I born like some who cannot speak? They can be mute. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It, the, the point is, anything that I could do, it's only because God's given me the ability to do it. So it really Just isn't grace. about me. So, yeah, God poses the proud, opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so just, I, I would say, pray that your heart would be humble and that whenever you get uh, compliments, which I could see how you could do things that would bless people and, and it could feel good to, um, I mean, it, 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 it's, it, we are told encourage one another and build each other up that's and that's it. what we that's what we should do but you know uh a, th a thought that i have i'm going to tell you a story um okay i do you know the name cory ten boom absolutely okay what why why would you know her what what did she do she wrote a book for one thing and she mm -hmm. also used to play in move I mean not movies, but stage performances. And I got a chance to meet her. She was a lady who was uh, whose family, not some of the members of her family, including her sister, was killed by the uh, in the Holocaust. Nazis. Yes, the Holocaust. The right. Nazis. Yes. Right. 
And she ended up having to forgive the person who I think killed her sister. Yes, he was the guard in in the uh, the the death camp, and their family actually, the Ten Boom family in Holland, they um, were Christians, and her yes. father uh, made watches, and okay. they turned her bedroom into a secret hiding place. So that okay. those during the Nazi uh, regime, uh, they would, if there were Jewish people, they were against the Jews, and they would ship them off, literally uh, by rail car or whatever means, to multiple death camps. Oh, and wow. so in instead, the Ten Boom family, they provided, like. It's like a halfway house. They were a holding place for about 10 days, and there would be many, many who would come in and hide. And actually, it was Corey Ten Boom's room, her bedroom. They did a false, um, a false wall so that mm -hmm. there could be people behind that wall in her bedroom, and um, they would be there for many days, probably around 10, and then, then they would find ways to, to uh, literally ship them off to um, other safe places, meaning okay. where the Nazis were not uh, uh, occupying. And um, after, well, many of her beloved family died because of the Nazi regime and in death camps. And bottom line, though, is when she was out, she, uh, meaning the, she was released, I believe there was an accident, it was a mistake, they were going to, she was going to be killed, even though she was not Jewish. Um, okay. She, she was appreciated immensely by the Jewish people for what she, she and her family had done. And they were honored. But, but the bottom line is she went around speaking. Well, I remember I was in my 20s and somebody said, I want you to come to a luncheon and it's Corey Ten Poom will, will be speaking. And I did not know who she was. Uh, probably everybody else in that room did. But when she spoke, it was just uh, incredibly inspiring. And her main thing to speak on, main topic, was forgiveness. Okay. And how, and how hard it was for that guard. There, she, this guard later in Germany came up to her and said, I was the one who was in uh, uh, over your area in Ravensbrück. Uh, and uh, he extended his hand and he said, would you forgive me? And she kept trying to raise her hand and she felt it was just stuck. She, she could, she, and because her beloved sister, precious, godly sister, Betsy, was, she died because yes. of the Nazi brutality. So you were right about that. 
And the, but then what I remember at the close of her message, there was this huge immediate standing ovation and it went on and on and on. Finally, she put her hands up and quieted the crowd. Mm-hmm. And she said, I take your bouquets, meaning the, pl- the applause, I take your bouquets and lay them at Jesus' feet. Yes. So to it God is giving. Be the glory. Mm-hmm. And I never will forget it because, yes, it was impactful, but she did not want the credit. She wanted it to be laid at Jesus' feet. Yes. So I think when I hear you, I'm hearing that you're striving for a heart of humility. By the way, I'll just go on and send you. We have some. Uh, Material on pride and humility, the prescription okay. for eye strain, and the eye is just a capital I, I strain. Uh, but the point is, uh, there will be some things here that would be beneficial. I, the, the, the most important part is for you to say to the Lord, I am willing for you to put a spotlight on anything that needs to change in my life. That's it. Shine on me, Lord. That's right. And say, no matter what, Lord, uh, if there's something that needs to change, I am willing. I, I need you willing. to guide me. <laughs> and so, what, it, and that, and you're doing the right, saying the right words and doing what is right to focus on. Lord, protect me from being prideful. Just protect me from being prideful. We have 10 scripture memory cards at the back of that, um, of our material on pride and humility. So I think you'll enjoy reading those scriptures. And if there's certain ones that you need to memorize, to tuck tuck them into your heart, um, you know, like for example, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. That's Proverbs 11, 2. And and just to look at these scriptures and, and just say, protect me at all costs. Protect me from being prideful. Because that, that is where you don't want God opposing you. And I think God will let you know then. He'll, you know, just reveal to me, uh, Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's anything in me that you know needs to change. That's the prayer you can pray. We will send our keys for living on forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. We'll send that to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.